Emily Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your host for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 77 and this week's question is how do you write a story with multiple main characters? Before we begin don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss a show and if you enjoy our episode please do give it a like. Okay if you read some advice about writing a story it is very often single character focused so that is you've got your protagonist which is your main character that's usually the point of view we come from you might have an antagonist or a villain and a lot of little minor characters playing supporting roles in the background or even in the foreground who knows. People started talking about larger casts after successes like Game of Thrones but honestly we've had things like that since well forever You know, just look at Lord of the Rings. They had multiple main characters. I mean, you could technically say that Frodo is the main character, but Aragorn played a main character as well. Anything where you ended up on their point of view for a while as well. So to be honest, multiple main characters is not a new concept. However, I I should just say it really does work best if you're writing a series, trilogy or more, not as much if it's just a duology. But if you're going for a series, yes, multiple main characters can really work. So let's talk about it. Almost all of my manuscripts have multiple main characters. And most of them are, you're talking three or more main characters, including up to probably double digits. Probably not, (laughs) that's probably not the best idea, but I think a few of my series are considered quite long. So I do have lots of little arcs for main characters all over the place. In that case, how do we manage this cast of protagonists? Firstly, you need to make sure your characters aren't needed and part of the plan. Do you really love a side character and you want to suddenly bump them into a main character? Was it really needed? Could they have had a spin-off instead or maybe eventually developed into a main character naturally? I don't recommend randomly turning a minor character into into a major character. I think it's better if it's planned. I think it's better if it's done in the outlining stage. Know exactly who your main characters are and why they are a main character, what their role is in the story, rather than getting halfway through your manuscript and going, oh, I really like this side character. He's going to now be a main character. I have to say, like, a quick disclaimer here. I don't write my characters with multiple POVs. Well, I don't write my books with multiple POV characters. I get really confused with that. I can read books with multiple POV characters and be fine with it. But if I try writing it myself, it's super confusing to me. And even though I plan extensively and I outline, it just, my head spins and I can't deal with it. But I will agree with you and say that if you are going to do it, make sure your characters are needed and part of the plan because you want to make sure that your character's story is worth being told. So Typically, when you have a POV character, that that means their story is important. And I'm not saying that minor character stories aren't important. I'm pretty sure we talked about this in a previous episode before about how, you know, whatever the plot is, it's affecting every character in the story, whether you see it or not. So everybody can very well have their story told, but you need to make sure that it actually goes along with the other main characters. It goes along with the plot and the readers actually care about the character. So with that said, my next point is to use a lot of notes. If you want your char- if you're going to have your characters be part of the plan, you need to use a lot of notes. If you're going to have multiple POV characters, you know, when I say multiple, I mean double digits like Ari because you're crazy. <laughs> use a lot of notes because you're not going to be able to keep it all straight. And 
And I'm not saying use notes as like when you're outlining and stuff like that. Not everybody outlines and that's okay. But as you're writing the first draft, as you're editing the first draft or whatever draft you're on, definitely have a notebook next to you or a notepad, post-it notes, whatever, and just keep notes. Which character is the POV for chapter 12, for example? And what are they doing? Why are they the POV character for that chapter? And so on and so forth. And you just need to make sure that it all adds up, it all makes sense, and that your POV characters are the correct POV for that moment. Yes, that is important. I have read a couple of stories where they switch POV, which I, I, I love. I love reading books with multiple POVs, which is probably why I write them. And they'd switched to a different POV. And honestly, it, it lacked something in the, in the chapter because it was kind of like, what, why, why are we in this business head? They weren't a really good fit for what was happening in the chapter. So yeah, it definitely makes sure you're in the right person's point of view when you're writing. Don't just go, oh, well, we haven't been in this guy's head for a while. Let's stick him in this chapter because it might not work. So my next point is be aware of the lack of connection and work on it. When you're writing multiple main characters, you will reduce a reader's connection to, to your characters because obviously you're, if you're writing a, um, a single main character story, you are in that person's head most of the time. Even if you're you know, third person narrative, you're floating around, you still know more about that character. When you're stretching your readers through several characters, it will reduce the connectivity. One of the ways to do this is to work at making sure you delve deep into each character's personality, their moral codes, reasons for their role. You have to work a little bit more to build stronger connections when you're spreading your reader's attention throughout all these multiple heads. With that said, definitely don't jump too much between characters. Give them chunky amount of time for your reader to get involved. One of the issues I've seen with people, especially new writers, is head hopping within a chapter. In fact, within like a page, I've seen writers writing character A and then three lines in, they've bounced to character B. Never head hop. If you're gonna head hop, you need to separate it out. If you're bouncing around all the time, no one's gonna understand what the hell's going on. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so since these characters are all standing in the top spot, you need to make sure you, they also have very distinct personalities and looks. So think of it like writing a superhero novel. You know, you've got your main characters. They might all be heroes. So they might all have, you know, wow, powerful abilities, but they shouldn't be similar. And I'm not just saying, well, this person's really strong and this person's really fast. It's like they're still not detailed enough. You need to think differently, you know, add in. Uh, strong morals, adding issues with virtue, adding unwavering devotion to truth and things like that, but also put in some negatives. I mean, I know we talk about this with characters, you should have negatives, you should have positives, you should have a nice mix, but you need to be a bit more if you've got multiple main characters. You have to really separate out the uniqueness so that it's easier for character for readers to get into those heads. You know, you need to have them very, very specific. I'm going to bounce off of you for a minute because my next point was to keep it consistent. I feel like I, again, I don't write books with multiple POV characters, but I've read plenty of them. And I firmly believe that character A should have, you know, its own chapter. Character B should have their own chapter and so on and so forth. And as Ari said, there have been books where you hop from head to head within a single chapter that is really confusing to read. And whenever I read a book like that, it drives me nuts. 
a lot of times I'll read a book like that in one chapter, there will be like five different POVs and they'll be separated by page breaks. But I actually just recently read a book that was written this way. And I honestly can't remember which book it was, unfortunately. So I apologize for not remembering the name or the author, but they had like the, the main, main character begin the chapter. And then in, there was a page break and then it was inside the villain's head for like a paragraph. And then there was another page break. And then it was in somebody else's head for a couple of paragraphs. And then there was another page break and we were back to the main, main character. If any of you guys are following this, because <laughs> the way I'm, I'm explaining it is probably as confusing as how it was read on the page. And I, I really wholehearted believe that if you're going to have multiple POVs, you need to assign your characters like certain chapters, like, like character A has the odd chapters, character B has the even chapters or whatever, how many POVs you end up having. And Ari, I know for you, like you write in scenes and that there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously it's just the way you write and it works for you. But I feel like when you when you read that and the multiple POVs are bouncing around, I felt like the author just wrote it scene by scene as ideas came to them. And they were like, I'm just going to smush this all into one chapter. But so many different things happened in that one chapter because we were in so many different heads that it ended up getting confusing and there was too much information for me to learn. And then by the time I made it to the next chapter, there was another POV and I was just I couldn't didn't follow the story at all and it was just so confusing and now I'm going on a bit of a tangent here <laughs> needless to say just keep it consistent <laughs> do me a favor and keep it consistent <laughs> because that's the other thing too depending on what the chapter is about as we said earlier you want to make sure that that particular scene or chapter should be told in a certain character's point of view not every character is the right one for that particular scene so having multiple POVs within one chapter, it's sometimes there's almost no point. You're wondering why you're in the head of a certain character. Oh, I have to say that book sounds awful. I just, I, I don't know how you managed to read it because that would drive me insane. I mean, as soon as you start head hopping, I usually have to read the page like four or five times, but, and, and who's talking now? Because it's so messy. Oh, yeah. And it was a review copy. So I, I do my best to finish every review copy that I receive. But the fact that I read it recently and I can't remember which book it was, like, that's the impact it had on me. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't make a, a, a great impact to, yeah. to, to remember. And, uh, and the only thing you do remember is how bad the head hopping. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was just so confusing to read that as during my time with it, I was just like, I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> I have to say though it's like it's so easy to mess up POVs as I said I write multiple main characters and even I've done it where I've got like two you know third draft in and then I'm reading a section I'm like whoa I started off this first paragraph in say Adam's point of view and then the second paragraph and the rest of the scene is in Tane's point of view and I'm like oh right and all I've done is just rewrite the first paragraph so it's all in Tane's point of view and I do uh, I do change to different characters in a chapter not very often I think sometimes what happens is if people are writing in scenes if the scene doesn't feel very big instead of going that could be a chapter on its own or then making another scene and connecting them to, to two scenes together as a chapter with one page break 
they will do what you suggest, what you said, where maybe they'll put four scenes together with lots of page breaks and you're shifting into lots of heads. I only ever jump between two characters in a chapter at most, and there's always a page break, and it's always like big chunky scene, page break, next big chunky scene, two characters, that's it. And again, I only do that every now and then when I feel that there's it needs it. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's definitely better if a character has a full chapter on their own. <laughs> just makes life easier uh but talking of that actually i remember i read a series once and they had parts and it was brilliant because there was groups of characters and within the group there were main characters so maybe like two or three main characters per group of six and then what they did was they broke the book down into three parts so the first say 10 chapters was following this one group with the three main characters and you really got to know them and then part two in the middle of the book was another 10 chapters about a totally other group set of, of characters. And again, maybe there's two or three main characters in there and you get used to them. And then by the third chapter, either they brought in some new ones or the two groups kind of mixed in and that. And it, it does work in a way, but I think it, I think it worked better because it was a big series that so kind of stretched it out. But it, the other thing is you get really excited about what's coming up and there's like part two and you're in a different section you're like what happened to the group in part one i have to wait for ages to find out i really like that though and you know why because it's organized <laughs> and also yeah as you said that's really effective because you get so attached to the first group and you want to know what's going to happen next and then you get to part two and you're like Oh, but wait a minute. Well, like what happens to them? Why, why did we get to know them? But now we're on this group and so on and so forth. And if it's written well, then yeah, you're obviously going to keep reading. So it works. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That time to, to delve into each character. Set. Yeah. But yeah. So as I mentioned before, writing multiple main characters does work best with a series. And the more main characters you want, the bigger the series should be. Don't be trying to squeeze in like 30 main characters into a trilogy. It will get messy. I think there are authors out there who have managed it, but I'm assuming they're either extremely talented or they've been writing for a long time. I don't recommend it for anyone who is a new writer or anyone is trying to juggle 30 characters, 30 main character characters in a trilogy. I, I think that would just, you know, make your head spin. So yeah, like I just mentioned, you can use parts. And if you plan your main characters, you can focus on one set of main characters in say book one or in part one, while having some of the later characters come in either, you know, either in the background of that area and then move into book two and then we're on you know, a next set of main characters. And then as maybe you get to book three and four, the characters all sort of cluster together and maybe they'll break up into other little groups. Again, I'm thinking similar to Lord of the Rings. And at the moment I'm going by the movie because I can't remember the book as much, mainly because it was years ago when I read it. But obviously, you know, you started off with the Hobbits and then they met Aragorn. And then at one point, Sam and Frodo break off and <laughs> I can't think of any of the other characters. And then Aragorn and like Legolas and Gimli, they go off on a group. And then you've got Merry and Pippin. And so you've got all these little groups and they keep kind of forming and then unforming and, and making little clusters. You can do that. You just have to plan it. And again, that helps. We've talked about chapters and things. It helps to break it up evenly throughout the chapters because the one thing you don't want to do is write 15 chapters with one group of characters and then two chapters with another group of characters and then 18 chapters where these characters all mix up again it should be nice and balanced 
but yeah that's kind of that's kind of what I am mostly doing with my trilogy the blessed it thankfully it's not I don't think it's in double digits is my main characters <laughs> but what I have is in book one I have a couple of main characters and then there's some secondary characters in the background who are still sort of they still get their POV in there but they're not like delved into very much but book two is where they're going to be the main characters and the ones from book one are going to stay in the background a bit more while we focus on this and then in book three there's going to be like clump everybody together that's that's how it's planned I don't know whether it's going to work out and I'm going to execute it well but that's how I'm planning it but yeah planning planning is the key even for pantsers just plan it a little bit even if you don't want to write it down as an outline just think about it think about it it's actually a really good idea to have one POV character for like one book and then have a new POV character for the second book and, and stuff. Cause we were just talking about keeping it consistent and alternating chapters and things like that, but, or parts. Yeah. You can, you can alternate POV characters for books too. That's a really great idea. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But also I don't, I don't mean to keep repeating myself. I don't write books with multiple POV characters. This was Ari's idea to talk about this for this episode. My final point is to limit yourself to a certain amount of POV characters. And Ari just went ahead and said that, you know, she has double digits for some of her books. <laughs> so I'm clearly, only talking 10. I'm not talking like, you know, 50. I'm, I'm, I'm like right on the edge of double digits. And every now and then I will cut a character and go, he doesn't need to be a main character. There's me and my planning and then halfway through it's like, I don't need him as a main character. Well, to me, that's still a lot. So I don't know how you keep track of it. More power to you if you can keep track of it. But that's my final point. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Hurry, cool. take it away. <laughs> no, but that's it. It's, it's, it can be easy to kind of get overwhelmed or to, to go, oh, yeah, these are all main characters. And especially if you've got beta readers or fans reading any of your work, whether it's published or unpublished, going, oh, I love these characters. And suddenly you're like, oh, they're going to get center stage. You know, I think that can become quite a thing. Just other people's expectations or almost like requests sometimes. I really like this character. Can we see more of them? And so it's like, yeah, they're a main character. And it's like, they need to be really. I mean, you could have done, as I said, a spin off or a little companion book from somebody else's view or a short story or a novella on that one character to, if you wanted to give them a little bit more screen time, book time, page time. I don't know. What would you call it if it's book? Not sure. More attention, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But you know what? I here's here's my whole spiel about uh, POV characters. I suck at it, and I because something similar happened to me when I was doing one of my many drafts of my mystery book. Is that I I had George as the main POV character, and I actually wrote it in first person at first, and then I decided I didn't like that and it didn't work, so I changed it to third person. But George was still the main character. It was third person limited. And then I submitted it to my writer's group and Lila kept pushing her way forward. And I kept trying to make it so that she was the secondary character. She's supposed to be like his sidekick. And even my writer's group was like, no, Lila wants to be the main character. They were like, we need to see this in Lila's point of view. And I rewrote it again and in third person limited in Lila's point of view. And that's how the book is written because she nosied her way into the spotlight and shoved George out of the way and it works. <laughs> so you didn't consider doing both of them, having third person and, and sort of switching between both of their points of view? No, I don't think it would have worked as well no. because they're together most of the time anyway. Yeah. So it wouldn't have made sense to have like re see both of their thoughts and stuff. There's a couple of books I've read where it's actually 
it's first person point of view from one character and we've gone through but what the author did was she threw in bonus scenes at the end which i thought was brilliant like literally just like a scene from the book but from a different character's point of view and it was just it was a really nice little bonus and i think she put them in most of them it was just dumped in at the end and i think sometimes it was first person sometimes it was third person limited but it was always nice to see this one little scene that she'd written obviously in the main character that you kind of know and love but also it's like here see it from this guy's point of view and it was really cool and it just gave you that little bit of a oh i didn't see that so, yeah that's pretty cool i like that there's a, there's a good idea for a bonus or a, as i said you know a little novella could be done from another character's point of view because i think it'd be really cool to to read a little bit of from from george's point of view so you could have like a little it wouldn't have to be part of the series but see there's so many things you can do extra people yeah that that is true can definitely play around with it. It is funny though, and I know I'm jumping off off topic. How you can write a point of view, and then you're just like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right because I do write third person, um, third person. I think it's om, um, omni. I don't. I don't often do limited because I'm bouncing in between people's heads, and I almost never write first person, despite the short stories that I published being first person. But one one of my story ideas would not go into third person no matter what I did. It insisted on being first person and it was I, I tried right writing it rewriting it was going to be first person uh, third person limited and it just wasn't happening so then I tried to do it third person omni that wasn't happening and I was like oh I'm gonna have to do it first person and it was the first thing I ever wrote in first person and it felt weird but it works it it just kind of had to yeah sometimes depending on the project and the characters you just know that it needs to be a certain point of view or something or you know <laughs> like you 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 wanted it to be a certain way but your characters and your book overall were just like nope this isn't the right way to tell the story <laughs> and so again we tell you guys to plan or at least think about it if you're not a planner that's okay but at the same time no matter how much you plan things are going to change so you gotta <laughs> be prepared for that too <laughs> exactly okay i think it's been uh, probably a bit longer episode than than we expected so we'll do a quick recap just to remind you of what the hell we we're talking about so I say you need to plan your main characters. Obviously, if you're not a planner and not an outliner, fine. But you need to at least think about your main characters as they will each have a prominent story arc. And you are best doing that in the early stage, planning stage, brainstorming stage, kind of get some notes down about who your main characters are. Use lots of notes. Keep things clear. You need to keep on top of all these different characters and whose POV you're in. The last thing you want to do is kind of mix that up. And don't worry, you will probably mess that up when writing the story. So at least one of your edits, I recommend, you turn it into a POV edit. And just as you go through each like paragraph, just be like right next to it, whose POV it is. Because you will be surprised how often your eyes will pass right over the shift in POV. <laughs> I know because I do that all the time. Remember that using multiple main characters will create a lack of connection compared to a single main character. So do work on building up the connections with your main characters, make them unique, make them have strong voices and traits and give them give the reader time to connect with them by breaking them up into chapters or parts or something. Definitely keep it consistent. You don't want to confuse your reader. You don't want to make it so that nobody knows who the heck is talking. You don't want to have so many voices going on that the reader kind of gets bored or stressed out trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, you're talking about plot ideas, story arcs, inner conflict, and you're dealing with a nice big cast to figure that out. So definitely stay consistent throughout. Make it balanced. 
filter your main characters throughout a few books. Don't try and add all your main characters at the start of book one. Try not to go massive amounts of characters on, you know, unless you've got a larger series, you're talking like five books plus. Keep it a bit, <laughs> keep it a bit limited. As I said, limit how many point of view characters you have. We don't need to see everybody's thoughts. We don't need to be in everybody's heads. Figure out who needs to be the main character, why they need to do it, and then then stick to that. Try not to hit double digits. Believe me, it's not actually that easy to, to manage. And it's it's like herding cats. You don't want to do it. It's it's awkward and stressful. <laughs> now it's your turn. What are some of your tips for writing multiple main characters? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to get some extra content, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Mirror Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get some extra bonus content. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Felted Pens. We love to colour code. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.